and welcome back to Bo My God. I'm Bo Bradley, your host, and it's 2021. I'm excited to be back talking with you all. This episode, I'm going to be back by myself just to give you a little update on me and my life. And then we're going to break down gender a little bit, talk about sex versus gender, talk about gender roles, and get into that type of stuff. So you may have noticed that my voice is a little different. Maybe not. If not, no judgment. It's okay. It's not much different, but I like to think it's a lot more different than it might be. So for those who don't know, I started taking testosterone on 12-17. So it's been just about a month. Tomorrow will be, well, I guess three weeks. Tomorrow will be my fourth shot. For those who aren't familiar with gender-affirming hormone therapy, I am going to be taking weekly injections. Right now, they're really small. We're going to work our way up. Actually, Rose, if you all remember her from two episodes ago, I hope you do. She'll be back this year, too. But um, she has been giving me weekly injections Excuse me, in my abdomen. So that has been a fun, interesting process. Uh, So what it's been like for me, there have been... A few changes so far, mostly really minuscule. I've noticed like pores opening up, um, my voice a little bit. I am noticing a little difference in the muscle mass in like my back and shoulders. Very slight, but enough that Rose has agreed that it's visible. So that's exciting. Um, I'm looking forward to having more facial hair, having more masculine features. I'm ready for my voice to keep changing. I The weirdest thing has been that through this all since it started every day. I'm like, do I have back hair yet? Have my hands changed? Is my voice different? And I just like poor Rose, but it still sounds like my voice. And that I think is a a very weird thing. And right now I'm going to play for you a clip of what my voice was the first day I started tea, just to give you a comparison. My name is Bo and this is my voice one day on tea. My name is Bo, and this is my voice, one week on testosterone. My name is Bo, and this is my voice, nine days on T. My name is Bo, and this is my voice, 12 days on T. My name is Bo, and this is my voice, 13 days on T. And then for comparison, my name is Bo, and this is my voice, 20 days on T. So yeah, exciting stuff. Um, What I'm nervous about is, I'm nervous, so I've heard a lot about like, emotional stunting or like having trouble crying or getting in touch with how you feel. And that is something that I kind of have always struggled with. So I guess I'm afraid that I may regress a little bit in that, but thankfully with Rose here, we talk about everything all the time. So probably won't be too much of a concern. Anyways, if you want to follow along with my uh, gender affirming hormone therapy, GAHT, also known as HRT or Hormone replacement therapy is kind of a little more outdated term. There is a highlight on my Instagram, which is at Bo Brads, and you can follow along with that. And between that and here, I'm going to keep sharing these. I'm going to try and do a few more scattered episodes by myself this year so that we can just kind of like check in and chat and we can talk about things and I can share like what I've learned reading or through research and that kind of stuff. Also, because I'm not maybe to some of your, uh, disbelief. I'm not the most social human. So talking to people and learning and socializing via Zoom every two weeks is a little stressful sometimes. So it's nice to be able to, like this episode, just schedule it when I have time and fit it in. So, okay. So what I'm really excited to talk about today is 
I want to talk about like transgender and cisgender and gender versus sex and kind of let's break all of this down before we start talking to more people this year and start bringing in perspectives and ideas and different layers of relationships. And there is, I don't know, another little bit of a ploy or a little nugget of information for something else I'm working on. Also on my personal Instagram at Bobrads, I've been working on the queer alphabet. It's kind of, I painted a series of little cards and I use them as backgrounds for definitions of different LGBTQIA plus terms um, or related terms just to kind of start opening up a dialogue about different vocabulary that might be unique or to make it maybe a little more present so someone is exposed to it more becomes less unusual or just in case anyone's curious, they can find it. Or in case anyone is looking for a reference, they can share it. And there is one on there about gender. And that one has a breakdown on gender versus sex. So there's more information there if you'd like it. But to give you the brief version, so gender versus sex, your sex is the biological and physical or physiological differences between humans. So between what the gender binary, which we'll get into in a little bit, but has designated in our culture or in the American culture, European culture as uh, men and women. So when you talk about sex, you're talking about male versus female. Those would be the terms. And sex is something again, that's determined biologically, physiologically. It's based off of your physical attributes. It's based off of your, your genitals, your reproductive system, your secondary sex characteristics, which include things such as your facial hair, your skin, the way your voice is just different physical characteristics. So then in comparison, gender encompasses the social and cultural differences So whereas sex is male and female, gender is masculine and feminine, which gender is just a very, it's just a social version of sex. So it's, it's culture based, it's conceptualized, it's not, it's tangible, but it's not rock solid stone. Like everybody's picture or internal image of gender is different. For instance, you may identify as the sex you were born at birth. Your gender is in line with that. And that would mean you're cisgender. So if you're cisgender, all of these things line up, but that doesn't mean that every single one of your qualities is masculine or feminine. And we'll get into this in a little bit. So cisgender versus transgender. One of the things that I've been trying to do is just really clean up my verbiage and clean up the way that I talk about things because I want to make sure everything is very clean and clear and accurate. And I want to make things as non-confusing and non-oppressive and non-harmful as possible. So from now on, when I talk about people and I refer to either their gender or their sex, I'm going to either refer to them as a cisgender man or woman or a transgender man or woman. Again, cisgender meaning that your sex and gender align with what you were at birth. Transgender, quite literally meaning across gender, meaning that your gender either is across the spectrum, fits in a different place than the sex you were assigned, or there's also a third category, which is gender fluid, agender, and all of the people that don't fit into 
exactly one or the other. Because again, we have people that are intersex, people that are born with bodies that don't represent either of the two sexes, male or female. Okay, so I promised you the gender binary. So the gender binary, and if you want to learn more about this, if you look back to episode three, uh, Sorry We Exist, we talk about determining biological sex with Lizzie, great great opportunity to sit down with a medical student and talk about how biological sex is determined, talking about the SRY genes and the genetics of how sex is determined. And it's it's a really interesting conversation. And in it, she shares with us about how the gender binary is not binary, as we've said this whole time, but that it's bimodal. And how Lizzie explained bimodal is that you have two pretty big polar ends. So again, we have female and male. But then you have everything in between. And bimodal means that there's stuff in all that between. It just rises a little more on either end. So that is the more accurate, inclusive, updated version of the gender binary that was just created by men who knows how many years ago because that's what they understood. And no knock to them. They're just trying to categorize us. But what is the point in categorizing us? It's when we talk about gendering and I know there's some people that are cisgender where all of these things align that they're like, you know what, this doesn't matter to me. So I don't understand why I need to talk about this. I don't understand why I need to understand it. It just, it is what it is. But if we don't all understand this, we can't kind of see where other people are coming from that don't have that privilege that cisgender individuals do. And let's see the easiest way I found to explain this is from a book called Transgender 101, written by Nicholas T. So I'm going to give you a second to pull out a piece of paper and a pen or pencil. And so you can either pause this or you can go look at our social media. If you go on Instagram and look at at BowMyGodPod, there is the most recent post or, well, depending on when you're listening to this, the post about this episode (laughs) will have this chart from the book on it. So you can reference there if you don't want to write it down. But I, I encourage you to write it down because I think that it will help. At least it helps me to visualize and write and learn. I am going to give you a second to do that and or pause this and do that now. Great. So now what we're going to do is we're going to break down sex and gender a little bit further. So I want you to draw a table. It's three by three. We're going to have a layer of a title and then two different categories. So draw out your three by three table. Okay, so we're going to start with sex. We talked about this already. Sex is the biological and physiological differences between what we have split up into society as male and female. So in the top left box, I would like you to write sex as the title. In the first box below that, write female. And in the bottom left corner, write male. So at this point, you should have a table, the left column, top to bottom, sex, female, male. The rest of it should be blank. So we talked about this a little bit already, but... So I know I just said this, but just to clarify before we move on, you as an individual are assigned to sex at birth based off your biological and physiological presence. When you come out of the womb, that is either most likely going to be female or male. Again, it could be intersex. It could be 
something that varies from this, not everybody fits into these two categories, but for the purpose of explaining this exercise and explaining the difference between sex and gender, this is how we're going to do it. And please, for the people that don't exactly fit into that, we can add an intersex category to the bottom. We can do an episode on that later. I apologize. I'm not trying to leave you out. I'm just trying to do a general overview off of an example that I found really helpful. Okay. So now we're going to move to the second column and next to sex in the title category, I would like you to write gender identity. Now, gender identity is something that is a personal preference. So it's the way someone identifies. So it's something that you will have to get from an individual. You can't guess it. You can't assume it. You can't pretend you think you know what it is. So your gender identity is going to be either woman, man, none, both whatever, whatever you find yourself to be. But for the purpose of this exercise, we're going to put woman under gender identity next to female. And below that, we're going to put man. So at this point, six of your boxes should be filled in the first two columns. Now, gender identity we just discussed is how someone identifies or how someone feels that they align. Gender expression, in contrast, is how they present that to the world. So it's gender expression is something that we don't normally let people figure out for themselves in our society. It's kind of something that we form before children are born. I mean, it's gender reveal parties, gender clothing, gendered products, gendered roles, gendered everything. So gender expression is... is how you express your gender. So how you dress, how you act, how you behave, the actions you do, your interests, these things all fall into categories. So next to gender identity in the top right, your last title box, I want you to put gender expression. So if you look across the top of this table at this point, it should say sex, gender identity, gender expression. So under gender expression, I want you to write down feminine, And in the last box, bottom right, I want you to write masculine. Now, at this point, you should have a full three-by-three table. Again, if you don't, you are looking at it on the Instagram post. So I'm going to read you a passage from this book. Again, this is Transgender 101 by Nicholas Teague. It's only natural to assume we need to make assumptions on a daily basis. We assume that a car will stop at a red light. We assume that the grocery store is stocked with ingredients we'll need for dinner. We assume that the sun will rise and set. However, it is good to be aware that we are assuming people's gender identity on a daily basis. Inevitably, there are times when our assumptions are wrong, whether or not we know it. So to give you an example, we're going to talk about this table in regards to yourself. So the first thing I want you to do is look at the left column sex. What is the sex you were assigned at birth? Is it female or is it male? Figure out where you fit in this box. Again, if it's if you don't fit in this box, I apologize. Life is not about boxes. It's just one exercise. I'm so sorry. So for an example, we're going to talk about a cisgender man. So a cisgender man was born and assigned male at birth. 
So in the sex category, he would fit in the male column. Now that we know where you fit on sex, we're going to move into gender identity. So how do you identify? How would you place your gender? And I don't want you to answer this yet because I want to have a little talk with you about it. So there are so many things that go into gender identity. And there are so many things that maybe what you think doesn't line up or maybe it does. The first thing I want you to do is think about when you realized you were a woman, a man, or neither. Now, this can be, let's see, when's when's the first thing you noticed? Was it when you had a sibling and realized that your bodies were different? Was it when you were a child, were you constantly called little girl, little boy? Were you, and again, just because someone calls you something does not mean that that's where you fit, right? People call each other names all the time. People call each other great things all the time. Sometimes they're exaggerating, you know, it's just, again, that's just opinions, but these are just some examples. And I want to give you a few more. What makes you a woman or a man? So this could be very straightforward, right? For some people, this seems very straightforward if all of their sex and gender identities and expression and everything are in line. But maybe you think it's your physicality that makes you a man or a woman. Maybe you qualify it on your sex organs or your secondary sex characteristics. But let me give you an example. What if you are a cisgender man And you get into a car accident and somehow in this car accident, you no longer have your reproductive organ and you no longer can produce sperm. Are you still a man or did that identity or that descriptor die off because you no longer have that anatomy? Now, another question, maybe you think it's your hormones Hormones could be what drives it, right? We typically think that women have more estrogen, men have more testosterone. However, both men and women have both estrogen and testosterone. And that that level varies person to person. So again, it's not a very good indicator. Chromosomes aren't foolproof either. Again, I'm going to defer back to season one, episode three, talking about the SRI gene and how different processes can change who you are during development. So then on the other hand, was it when you started menstruating or didn't menstruate? Or is it when you realized that you liked things that were typically girly or feminine, or you like things that were typically masculine? So now that we thought about that, gender identity, how do you identify? Where do you fall? So at this point, you should have a box selected for sex and gender identity. Now we're going to talk about gender expression. We're going to talk about how you dress, how you express your feelings, how you how your hair is cut, the toys you like to play with, the toys you played with as a child. Think about where you fit on this part and select your answer. Now for cisgender people, you would have selected three items directly in a line. 
for trans or gender non-conforming individuals, intersex individuals, agender individuals, this line is not straight. Now we're going to go back to our man example, and I'm going to give you a different perspective on this chart. Again, this is from Transgender 101. Now that you've placed yourself at this table, at this moment and at most moments, you might feel that you line up like one of the examples. But at other points, you might feel differently. For example, let's take a man born male who does multiple things on a given day. This man works in the construction industry, doing heavy lifting, operating a crane and getting dirty. At work, it would seem that this man's sex, gender identity and gender expression are lining up perfectly as table 1.1 shows, male, man, masculine. But when he gets home, he remembers that he needs to cook dinner for his wife who is returning from a business trip later that evening. The man does not think that anything has changed within him even though cooking dinner for his spouse is stereotypically a feminine activity. As he moves from hands-on construction to putting on an apron and cooking a meal, his gender expression may be changing. He doesn't take conscious notice of this, There is no change for him. It's all in a day's work. On a continuum, his gender expression on that particular day might look sex male, gender identity woman, gender expression masculine. So does that make him transgender? He might not think so. But remember, in the true sense of the word, across gender. So in this example of sex, gender, identity, and gender expression, he might not always be lined up directly across, even if he is a cisgender man. Out of the three terms, sex, gender, identity, and gender expression, which do you think we notice most about people on a daily basis? If it were a person's sex, then we would have to see it under that person's clothes or test his or her chromosomes. And even then, we might get a conflicting report, like I said, intersex. If it were a person's gender identity, we would have to ask that person how he or she identifies or somehow get inside their brain and find the answer for ourselves. Remember, gender identity is something that you decide, you determine. By process of elimination, you've guessed it. What we learn most from and what we assume most from are someone's gender expression. So gender expression does not necessarily tell you what a person's sex or gender identity is, but a flaw in us as human beings is we assume a lot. So we, we take that idea and we run with it. So we look at someone who looks feminine and we're like, Oh, that person is a female, a woman and feminine, but that's not necessarily true. So that being said, the key when talking about sex is differentiating between what sex people are labeled with at birth and what sex they consider themselves to be now. We talk about gender and how gender is a a social construct. And I just want to pop into gender roles really quickly related to what we just talked about. So as we said, gender roles are things that could be, they they fall into gender expression. So it's men take out the trash, men work, women stay home, women raise children, women cook dinner, women wear dresses, women have long hair. Women wear makeup. All of these things are gender roles. They're things that society has deemed are masculine or feminine. Just like our man who was a construction worker, but came home and cooked dinner in his apron for his wife for dinner. It was a feminine gender role, according to our society. But that man didn't become transgender, didn't change who he was because he took on the different role. And in that same expansive way, 
sex, gender identity, and gender expression are all variable and they're all personal and they all vary on a person to person basis on a minute by minute experience. None of it's static, none of it's copacetic and just solid. It's all flexible and moving and growing and changing. And I hope, I hope this helped. I hope you got a little bit out of this. I really recommend this book. It's kind of what I've been using as a, as a big basis to base some of my research and filling gaps in. So one thing to keep in mind when talking about gender roles is toxic masculinity. This is something I'm not going to cover today, but we will, we will cover soon. And I want to leave you with one more bit from this book. It's actually from the foreword written by Jameson Green. Many transgender people tell their stories or use their own feelings and descriptions of their connections to others as a vehicle through which to normalize their experience, to make an idea of transness comprehensible to people who have no idea what it might feel like. Those who experience their gender as different from their sex are constantly aware of that difference, even if the difference is not visible to others, and they often search for ways to explain their experience. That being said, just a friendly reminder, you can never assume someone's sex, you can't assume someone's gender identity, you may be able to assume their gender expression, but as we've discussed, it is not a static thing. It is a, a flexible, changing, growing, moving piece. So the next time that you are in public, I implore you to refer to someone as they until you can ask them what their pronouns are. I request that you Put your pronouns in your bio, put your pronouns in your Zoom profile, put your pronouns anywhere and everywhere and encourage others to use them, normalize them. These are all things that we can do with little to no effort to make other people feel so much more comfortable and safe and heard and seen. And, you know, why not? What's stopping us? What is the, what is the hard, difficult thing that is keeping us, what other people are going to think. If you stopped and worried about what other people were going to think, you just would never get anywhere in life. So with that being said, thank you so much for being a part of the first episode of 2021. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening to me. We have some really exciting episodes coming up for you in the next few months, and I can't wait to see you there. So Follow along on our YouTube at Oh My God. There's a few videos up there. I promise more will be coming soon. I'm really working on 2021. I'm working on getting better on my vlog. So find us on Instagram. You can find me at Bo Brads or you can find us at Oh My God Pod. B-E-A-U-M-Y-G-O-D-P-O-D. I'm Bo Bradley. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time.